0: Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. Your morning
1: starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at cbgairport.com.
3: The girls are very upset. The uh, The women on the Jeff and Jen morning show are not happy. Nope. Jen and Fritch had a... Uh, I heard some disappointing news this morning. The disappointing news. It was an emotional reaction this morning to the news that...
1: Channing Tatum
2: Channing. Dad, hey. <laughs> Don't
4: you laugh. I I've had I'm it sorry. throw my entire day off. I have spilled coffee. I forgot my work bag. It's just the
1: whole day is gone. It makes st- you question does true love still exist? Outside does of it? Yes. Does it? Yes. Lasting, long-lasting? Yes. Because here's it the does. thing. It does exist. This is another one of those conscious uncouplings. They love each other very much. They don't love each other any less than they did when they fell deeply in love. Right. Nine years ago. They're the best of friends. Yes. They are parting to help each other, you know, support each other in a living a life full of joy. That's right. And yeah, of course, they've got this daughter that they adore and everything's good and that's not going to change. No. So then the question is. First of all, I love the the conscious uncoupling piece that they're doing it. They're not at war.
3: You have a copy. Do you have any quotes from that? Yes, I like the I way do. that all was right. written. Would you please read that Absolutely. statement? This is a great statement.
1: It feels we like have. it's really from the heart. Too. Lovingly chosen to separate as a couple. We fell deeply in love so many years ago and have had a magical journey together. Absolutely nothing has changed about how much we love one another. But love is a beautiful adventure that is taking us on different paths for now. There are no secrets nor salacious events at the root of our decision. Just two best friends realizing it's time to take some space and help each other live the most joyous, fulfilled lives as possible. I think
3: that's the ultimate display of love right there.
1: Now, why did now? how come you're not rolling your eyes at these two like you did when Gwyneth Paltrow did? She basically <laughs> said the same thing with the conscious uncoupling, and you found that really annoying. I think Jen, it's okay for these two.
3: I think Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewan are better writers.
1: You're also oh,
3: the, the same laugh. person
4: that said yesterday that you've never seen a couple be able to break up and have it still be kind of like, Civilish?
3: No, no. What I said yesterday was that I, I don't know. It's rare to see a man break up with a woman with the best of intentions in an honorable way and still not be vilified, and, her,
4: and have her be like, "Okay,
3: right." Without her,
4: so you think this is? An, but this an sounds example? more
3: mutual. Maybe this gives me hope. <laughs> <to> the love.
1: <laughs> but the question we have not heard I mean, from Jenna yet. If you notice. <laughs> Where are the people that have these, and and we're probably talking about our parents' generation here, where when times get tough, you stick it out. You love each other through these tough times, and you make that marriage work. Are they sticking it out,
3: or are they torturing each other? my question
1: they're probably torturing each other
3: and making each other miserable
1: well that's why so you... then why even get married in the first place but that's, that's why what you're you... supposed to do jen no. just live together in beautiful harmony until there's not beautiful harmony anymore i think marriage is a wonderful thing but i
4: also I think do too. i also think it is not something for everyone true and i personally feel like if you're going to get into that kind of commitment then you You better mean it. Well, for longevity, (laughs) like I do enjoy the fact that my parents have been married for 38, nine years or whatever, almost 40 years they've been together. And that kind of love to me is something amazing, you know? And then I just feel like, well, what happened if.
2: To the gym to work out
4: pretty sure that's j-lo and p.s the person behind all of this
2: is chris jenner
4: llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends
3: blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel
1: After nine years that these two... what, if, what if our parents would have bailed after nine years
4: yeah
3: listen what i love about these two is that as they point out love takes on many different forms and they love each other enough to let to let each other go. Now, <laughs> I'm bringing I'm bringing this up uh-huh. because there is a couple in Kentucky, Harold and Lillian. They got married on Christmas Eve a million years ago. It's like back in 1955. Harold and Lillian. <laughs> Harold Holland and Lillian Barnes of Kentucky got married on Christmas Eve way back in 1955. He is 83 now, and she is 78. Yes. Wow. Are they
4: breaking up? Don't even go any further if this is ending badly.
3: They had five kids in less than 10 years, and then Harold's job just took a toll, and they split up in 1967, Fritchie. Okay.
4: Because they realized that his his job was taking a toll.
3: He admits that it was his fault for working too much. And he eventually got remarried about eight years later. But his wife, I guess, passed away back in 2015. Meanwhile, Lillian's been remarried twice. Uh, But her last husband also died in 2015. This past December, fast forward to this past December, they both show up at a family reunion. They start talking.
4: And they're back together.
3: Just like Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewan. They stayed friends after their divorce. They weren't all that close anymore, but they stayed friends. I'm assuming Channing and Jenna are going to play it this way. We'll see.
4: I think so, because, you know, they have the baby.
3: So after they reconnected, talking about Harold and Lillian, after Harold and Lillian reconnected, they started talking again. Then they started dating. And on April 14th, they're getting remarried more than 50 years after they split up. Oh, my God.
1: Wow. look at that. And
3: one of their grandkids is a minister in New Orleans. So he's doing the ceremony.
1: I bet that's really cool for their kids and their grandkids. Oh, it's awesome. Are they like, oh, gosh, mom and dad are getting back
2: together. Are you two insane? <laughs> do you think they're doing it?
4: You know how it didn't happen the first oh time. Oh,
2: now we're going to have to do this well, with mom re- and dad. He's retired now. It's cool.
3: Lillian yes. says she and Harold still have a lot in common. And even though they got divorced, he says they never really fell out of love with each other. But back in 1967, what did they do? They loved each other enough to let them oh e- let God. each other go.
1: <laughs>
3: and then, look, then they came full circle. <laughs> so the point I'm making. Yes. Is that Channing and Jenna. Could very well be back together again someday. Even if it's when they're in their 80s.
4: They could be. And I, I do believe that. I do believe that there is some love out there like that. Like you just can't let it all go. Well, you know, here's the thing. I have friends that I feel that way about. Is
1: we, I, We have such short attention spans now. Just everything, everything just sparks and f- the flame is big for a very short time. And then, and that's with everything. You know, how long, how long are wedding videos now?
2: A three minutes. Too long. Three minutes. Oh. And that's <laughs> a long one. minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And, and that's and they're mean, produced
2: by the end of the event so that you can watch it at the table while yeah. you're eating and dinner.
1: Isn't that just crazy? That is our attention span. So That's I about how long marriage lasts these exactly, days. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I mean, when it starts to get into a routine, are people just getting bored and thinking that, Maybe. oh, well, this big old spark isn't here anymore. Why do we have to stick this out? We don't. Let's go. Well, and don't you feel, though, sometimes, too, that... <sighs>
4: I don't know. I think I think marriage is just a challenging thing in general. This is why I'm also not living married. with another person is hard. And I've heard you say before, though, like, is it is it selfish for us to believe that we're supposed to be with just one person our entire lives is it realistic? or is it realistic
1: for us to believe? Yeah, because the whole I mean, thing- is that realistic. Well, the whole marriage thing was created when people were dead by the age of 30. You know, that lifespan yes. was 30. So it was an you easy commitment married. to make. Right, exactly. <laughs> He'll do. And, you know, I mean, there you had, wasn't even, yes. you, you had a very limited pool. You had seven kids by to the time you in. were 21, and then you died at and 30. And then you're
2: dead, and it's a like, sure, I can He's stick nice with him for fella. that long. He's part of the serfdom.
1: That's right. He's got a nice farm.
2: I miss those days.
1: Couple of goats.
2: <laughs> He's got a wagon. Yeah. He's a keeper. Let's do it. Yeah. Well,
0: and how long are you going to stay married this time?
1: Till the
3: end.
0: It, like no. No.
1: The end.
4: it might be this.
1: Week. <laughs> Sorry.
3: Like I said, it's wow. an easy commitment to make.
1: Right. You're not Gina. kidding. You're about to kick that's, it. Jeff, that's when Jeff will get married for the third time when he's 94.
4: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think a lot of like, I can't say a lot, but I think a lot of people look at the relationship that I have with Scott and they're like, oh, but Fritch is out there talking about how she's not married and they have a baby and they live together. And that's not the life that I need to have for my kid. But I think it's a pretty amazing life. And it's not that I, we're not committed to each other just because we're not married mm-hmm. you know i think that that's kind of a thing that's shifting my one of my aunts was like is not that what everybody's doing these days are just shacking up with people and having babies and i'm like some people are you know like do you need to talk <laughs> about it, and it? more like, and more the divorce
2: rate is over 50 well, why do i have to
4: be married to have all of these fairy tale endings that's just a personal opinion, you know,
1: I sure hope Portoria is not listening in the other room. To I know. This conversation.
4: And, and, and that's why I said it's not for it's for some people. Right. And I believe in John and Toria. And if they break oh, up like Jenna and, Tate and Channing, I'm going to be very upset with the two of they them. They would as be well. our
1: very own Channing and Jenna yes. right here in this building.
4: So I do believe in it, but I also. And then believe
2: how would that go in everybody. the office? It would be weird. It would that'd be, that'd be weird. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be very weird. Not One awkward. of
1: them would have to quit their job. <laughs> <Just> kidding. <laughs> not if they consciously uncoupled and they lovingly separated as I'm best friends. I'm just kidding.
3: <laughs> I know, because some companies they make you sign a thing, don't they? Like, like labor? if you're going to you embark on a relationship, mm. like that's half the building
2: here. So
1: there are so many couples. Oh, under couples. this roof.
2: Well, uh, with the marriage thing, the vow is very different meaning to different people. Sure. And some
1: people
4: in the building aren't a couple a couple. They're just kind of, you know, hanging out.
2: Forgot about those two.
3: (laughs) There's a lot of that going on, man.
1: (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) This whole conscious uncoupling. I mean, are people taking marriage seriously if they know that it's going to be so easy to get out of? Are they really working? And I don't know these answers. Joy are Behar. Are they really working hard at it?
3: Joy Behar swore she would never get married. She was dedicated single woman, uh, you know, older woman.
1: With the same guy, though, forever.
3: With the same guy forever. And people used to say, why don't you guys just get married? You know, clearly no one's leaving anyone. You guys are committed to each other for the right. Re- why don't you just...
1: Cold she Han, wouldn't Kurt do it. Russell.
3: Wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. Finally, one day, all of a sudden, she announces she's marrying the guy. I said, why? I mean, for years you've been saying it's never going to happen. Uh-huh. but You don't need to do it, and it's it's not like you guys are young. So why now at this age? And she said, well, I just think at some point, you know, you need to have someone who's going to step on the air hose when you need them to who's
1: gonna pull the plug. And, it was, <laughs> and, you know, she was half joking. But that really was the motivation, because for legal reasons, when you get older and you have uh, your person that could flip the switch, you, want, you know, you have to have that binding legal person yeah. connection. Right. So Well,
4: and I feel that way about Scott and I, too, at some point. Because, I mean, I don't want Penelope making our medical decisions, you know, because she's going to be the one that has to do it if we're legally not married. Right. She's our closest living relative at the time. Mm -hmm. She doesn't need to have that burden on herself. Nope.
3: Yeah, who's making your medical decisions, Jen? Oh, man. Do you have a will?
1: Uh, An old one. I need to update it. But at this point, my mother...
3: Is she the executor in charge? Like yeah. if uh, if the you-know-what hits the fan, yeah. your mom is in charge?
1: Yeah. She's got more sense than anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. She's pretty sharp.
3: 821. <laughs> Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's
1: Q102. <laughs> Do you want the job? Is that yeah, let me know ass? if you need someone. I'm
3: happy to serve as a backup. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: okay. thing. Hey, I seat. am too. I'm Thanks. here for you. Fridge, would, fridge
4: already offered to take my kid. I did. She did. I would absolutely take Jacob. We mm-hmm.
3: could do. Cool we could. Uh, we could all be your backup. Like we could be a committee.
1: You know? <laughs> I don't, yeah. We could get together and make the decision as a group.
3: We could be the Jen Jordan Trust.
4: I also feel yes. I feel like Jeff should be make. I'll make your medical decisions, and Jeff will make your financial decisions.
1: Oh, there we go. You'll what?
3: make more money than you ever did when you were alive. <laughs> <laughs> The estate he, of he, he, Jen Jordan. What does that leave me? Do I have to go you're, through all of her crap? Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. yes, yes you're yes. throwing out pants. And <laughs> shoes. Another right. tote. Oh, How do you fit 738 totes into one house?
3: So the long way around is uh. that, you know, there's hope after a conscious uncoupling is all. This is the only point I was trying to make. Oh, and the earth is flat. There was that, too. There was that. Saw a ton of people that we knew at the airport coming back from spring break. Some uh, people coming from, you know, Mexico, Cancun. Yep. Dominican Republic. And uh, ran into a few acquaintances on the plane coming back from, we connected through Paris. And that's a daily, man, that's a big plane. I needed to get up and stretch my legs, and I was just kind of walking up and down the aisles. That's a lot of people.
1: How many yeah. people are on it in
3: one little tube? How hundreds. Many
1: personal. How much personal space do you have?
3: Not a lot. Yeah. Still that's, tight. uh yeah. I mean, it's great that we have. I love that nonstop flight back and forth to Paris every day. If you want to fly international, that's the fastest way to get there
2: right now. How big of a plane was it? What kind of plane was it?
3: Nerd, uh, nerd I want to say it's like, a, I'm probably misstating it, but I want to say it's like an A300 or something. It's, you know, it's not a double deck or anything like that. It's just,
1: just a big just a one. Big
3: un. Yeah, it's a big one. It's coming in heavy. We got one coming in heavy. But, um,. I know a lot of people are just jet lagged because there's just so many miserable people. I mean, you can see people just <laughs> trying to get comfortable and leaning forward, mm-hmm. especially those poor people. If you get a middle seat in the middle section on an international flight.
4: Yes. You're like, where did I go wrong in
1: life? <laughs> what have I done to deserve How this? How did I not sign I feel
3: up. you. I feel your pain, especially when you're, actually, I think it's harder going out. I think it's harder going eastward. Than it is going west. Let's say you take a flight from here to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Well, you land in Los Angeles. You know, it's not that late. Still got the night. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll be tired by around 9 or 10 o'clock. But I think it's easier to adjust when you go on the west coast than it is when you come back.
4: And you're so excited that you're going out there. You're like,
3: "Ah!" Yeah, I mean, when you guys came back from Vegas, how badly were you hurting?
4: Oh, seriously. And for how long? Well, because I took the red eye and then came to work. Obviously,
1: I was hurting before. Well, Vegas
3: shenanigans aside, you know, (laughs) just the jet lag on its own.
1: Yeah, you feel like you lose a whole half a day, and you really do.
3: Yeah, so when you don't get a good night's sleep and coffee is not enough, the experts are putting out four tips that are going to get you through the day, and they're all backed up by science. Number one, I know right now we're waking up, and, you know, it's still kind of dark out, but they say open the curtains as soon as you wake up because... Whatever natural light there is, is going to tell your body to stop producing melatonin, and that's the hormone that makes you sleepy. That's why
4: we come to work in the dark and we're tired. That's
3: why we're coming to work in the dark and we're still tired. That's why it's so painful when you wake up in the morning with these hours.
4: It's also why I have the lights rocked and ready to go for when you guys get here. Because when I walk in, the first thing I do in the morning is crank up all the lights. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
3: Yeah. And it does make a difference. It does. Because Big time. it doesn't matter how long you've been keeping these hours. You never get used to it. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how early you go to bed, how much mm-hmm. sleep you get. When you get up that early in the morning, you just don't bounce out of bed. It
1: goes against nature. Mm-hmm. Our it,
3: hours. You don't spring into action. You mm-hmm. grog in action. Mm-hmm. So any natural light that you can find will up your... Serotonin level which helps your
1: your happiness. helps your
3: focus it helps improve <laughs> your mood right
4: my friend said that's a seven sixty seven
3: seven sixty seven nice. thank you yes uh a cold shower really does work no mm-.
1: It let, might, but that's... Oh, that's you won't just, do it. It's mean.
3: Well, they say the shock <laughs> yes, of it...
1: it is.
3: <laughs> it is mean. The shock of it, though, it makes you breathe faster, which ups your oxygen intake and speeds up your, cir- speeds up your circulation. A uh, study last year linked cold showers with higher energy levels. And then here's another point about what we eat in the morning. Include at least two food groups at breakfast.
4: Which I, I, I do do this one. Like, I have cereal with milk, and then I have a handful of nuts. And then you have a salad. And then I have a salad around 9.30. But that's not really breakfast.
3: Well, they say something like cereal or an energy bar, it might give you a boost of energy, but you're going to run out of gas and crash within a few hours. So that's why
4: th- I need the salad at 9. <laughs>
3: there's some, they're saying something with protein and fiber is better for you. And finally, coffee. You know I love coffee. I love my Dunkin' Donuts coffee the first thing I want when I roll out of bed in mm-hmm. the morning. And they're saying, that's fine. Just don't drink it right away. Don't drink the coffee right away because your cortisol levels rise in the morning, which helps you wake up. But caffeine can inhibit the process that makes you groggier. So when you don't get enough sleep, they say it's actually better to wait an hour or two before your first cup, which actually works out perfectly for me because
1: that's mean I get it on
3: the go on my way into work. So I've already been up. I've showered. I've shaved. I've mm-hmm. gotten dressed. gotten in the car. Got my order on the go. And then boom, boom, perfect timing. An hour's gone by. I'm ready for my coffee. So there you go. Those are your four tips.
1: I mean, is what time of day do you guys usually feel like you hit a wall? I mean, for for me it's like one o'clock. No matter where I am and what I'm doing, I could lay down and fall asleep. Yeah, at for me one it's about three
3: o'clock. Day. And that's usually right about the
2: time that I'm sitting at my desk at home and Yesterday. I'm having a hard time. Sitting yeah. up at ten thirty yesterday. Oh wow, really? <laughs> Right before that meeting started, I was like, "Oh boy, oh boy." Here we I go. I feel like
4: it's, it's when we leave here because, and I know that people are like, "Oh, you just talk on the radio," but I'm like, your brain is like working, 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 and then as soon as you leave here, and I'm in my car, it's like. Shoo, it stops, and I'm like, I really got to just lay it down. Well, I- yeah,
3: you got to be mentally engaged for not just the four hours we're on the air, but, you know, there's another hour and a half, two hours that you're focusing and you're working and you're pre- planning and you're preparing and you're listening. And
1: I don't remember who said it, but I thought this was a great description of what it's like to do a morning show. But it's go over to somebody's house, and they're sitting on the couch, and you sit in front of them. That's me. Is it you? Did you make this up or steal it somewhere? No,
3: it's, it's, (laughs) well, the way I said it was, it's like you're having a party at your house and you're trying to keep people to stay. You're trying to keep people from leaving. So you're trying to engage them and entertain them. And the minute they start to drift, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. uh, all right, let me think of something else to entertain you with. You're constantly trying to keep the conversation entertaining and lively.
1: Well, and not just that it's having, you know, talking and they don't say anything back. You're trying to entertain them and they don't talk back to you for four, for hours. four hours straight. Right. So you
3: got to be really good at talking to yourself.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I know. And I do talk to myself. I think out loud and I find sometimes that when I talk out loud, even if I'm by myself, I seem to process the thoughts better. But then I occasionally get busted in the car, and I look over and I'm like, "Okay, I look like a
2: crazy person." <laughs> I'm super social, but I need that three or four hours after work to me yes.
4: mm-hmm. down for me to, be to alone. Just yes.
2: stare yeah. at a wall, fall down face first in the couch, watch yeah. a movie, go for a walk, cut the grass. Just no being on.
4: Yeah. Just, yeah. And Which then is, later
2: on in the a- afternoon, then I can meet up with friends. And it's or do
4: challenging, too, when you leave here and like like with Penelope, like I sometimes like I try to bust out of here whenever I can and go home and just have like at least 30 minutes of downtime, because as soon as you have to start momming, it's like the same exact thing all over again. Done. <laughs> I need that. I need a complete It's like a break.
1: morning show all over again. Hey, now the Fritz
2: show.
4: Yes. Because here
1: you are. You've got to keep them entertained or else it gets ugly. Yeah.
4: And you're like, there's something else that's not talking back to me, and i got to entertain it. (laughs) Oh,
1: I know. And then you think, I can't wait till they talk, and then you're like, oh, why did I wish for that? Oh, I can't (laughs) wait.
4: I know we're going to be super besties.
1: (laughs) It's, yeah. Life is hard. Responsibility is hard. No, it's not. I mean,
3: it's funny. (laughs) I feel like we're complaining about nothing when you think about the fun that we have on this job. Oh, it's it's a ton of fun. It's not
1: a, I don't see it as a complaint. I see it as... Trying to explain what it is that we do, because I don't. Right. I do think that there are a lot of people that think, ah, eh, you just go in and da da da. I wish it was that easy. Yeah, you, know? I mean, you just sure. go in
3: every day and you phone yeah. it in, right? Well, <laughs>
2: <laughs> you just show up and talk. <laughs> uh-huh.
4: I let, my favorite thing is when my my partner says that to me. Like, well, I did was like just hang out with your friends, and I'm like, let me tell you what I did today. <laughs>
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean it's true in the sense that it's not like we're looking, you know, we're not finding the cure for cancer here. True. Uh, you know, we try to be an escape. Try to entertain.
1: Bring a little sunshine on a cloudy day like today.
3: Right. But you know, I think of I think of the show as it's a you know, we're a group of friends, we're hanging out, we're talking, we're conversing, but we're talking about everything under the sun. So I guess it's not always an escape because you know occasionally you got to talk about real issues, real things that are happening in the world, and they're not always pleasant. Heavy stuff. And friends talk about heavy stuff sometimes. It's not all sunshine and roses, but we try to have more are you fun than into not. something? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm actually going to
1: drop a bomb. No,
3: I was about to start talking about a new rooftop bar opening uh. here in a minute.
4: <laughs> We're going to get to the real good stuff.
3: I just want you to value the fun times.
4: <laughs> I'm just trying to get you to appreciate the good. You're going to love this story, though. I read it this morning, and it's awesome.
3: Yeah, I love this. So uh, I've been really excited about this AC Hotel by Marriott that's that's uh, that opened up on the banks. I want to say it was last fall, I guess, maybe October. late. Last yeah, October. it was last October. You're right. It's right across from Great, Great American Ballpark. I feel like it was under construction forever. And so they opened last October. And Kristen comes from a family of hotelies as they're called, you know, people that have worked in the, in the uh, hospitality business. And so she's kind of a, a groupie in the sense that she's, she worked in the industry for mm-hmm. years and uh, her daughter now works in the industry. And so we wanted to check the place out and the general manager was nice enough to give us a tour. And we took one look at that rooftop bar. We were like, whoa, this is going to be the biggest thing on the banks, man. Nice. It's uh, the AC Hotel by Marriott. It's like a boutique hotel, and it's got this incredible rooftop bar that they're calling the Upper Deck, and it is That's officially a cool name. isn't that a cool name? Mm-hmm. I like it. It, well, it kind
4: of looks into the ballpark, right? It, it kind of well, you
3: can't see into the ballpark. You well, kind of, there's that. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, like there's a
4: corner there's, of it you can kind of see in.
3: You're right, and it is officially open for business just in time for spring and baseball season. Uh, you got amazing views not just at the ballpark but I think like the river the rolling suspension bridge drinks obviously I think they got a couple of fire pits set up out there there'll be different seating options um I think it'll be a great spot for those Reds fireworks Fridays that they do too
4: oh for sure you and know? they have these really cool we'll have to share the um the pictures of it because they' have this really cool look like Chairs that look like these giant, almost like teepees or something. I don't know. They just look really Lady Gaga's
2: pod. Yes,
4: it's exactly. It's almost like a weird pod. Yeah, kind of. Where do we get these chairs from? They're real cool.
3: And I don't know if you ever, you and Scott every now and then, you and Scott like rent a hotel room downtown just to get away from the kid for a
4: weekend. All the time. Yeah, I mean not all the time. Every now and then,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> only three weekends a month, right? let me revise that.
3: Um, anyway, check out so some of the rooms. Like, it's not a, it's not a hugely tall hotel, but it's.
4: Um, I've stayed at the AC Hotel up by Jen before, and it's awesome. It's right, well, really the,
3: nice. Well, okay, so the, the new one at the great. banks. The, no, but they got balconies too. The, like those private, not private, but your own balcony where you can. Where you're sort of facing the river and if you get like a corner room where you're facing two sides, it's even cooler. It's just a great little place where you can, you know, set up a drink out there and just cool. chill on a
2: man and uncle cool who uh, night. live in Detroit came down to watch the Lions play the Bengals over over Christmas and they stayed there and they said it was a really cool spot. And they just walked around downtown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right right you know, right in the heart of everything.
3: Anyway, I don't work for Marriott. They're not paying me to say this, but
2: no, but I think a lot of us have cabin fever. We were just talking about this yesterday at home. Like, all I want to do is be outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just want to sit outside. And this weather is not. With friends and have a beer. and that, Yeah. Put that on the list.
3: 839 with Jeff and Jen here at Cincinnati's Q102. It's traumatizing enough for your kids to accidentally walk in on you getting it on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but do you have to traumatize them even more by showing them how bad you are at improv? A new survey has found that 20% of parents have been caught in the act by their kids. And about a quarter of them just flat out, excuse me, just flat out admitted, yeah, we were having sex. You got us.
1: Busted. I suppose it depends on how old the, the kid is. I mean, if they're 12, they know what's going on. Right. It's the little ones that you can still lie to.
3: But two-thirds came up with a quick lie about what they were doing. Here are 10 of the best lies. Number 10, we were playing horsey.
1: (laughs) I like that. I like that.
3: Uh, What were you guys doing in there? We were searching for magic treasure.
1: (laughs) Playing horsey.
3: (laughs) Can I play? Uh, No. Uh, Number eight, we were having an argument. See, I don't think that's a good... I don't think that's we were having an argument.
4: Mm-mm.
2: Maybe there was screaming. Ah, uh,
4: Yeah. Why are you
1: talking so loud?
3: Yeah. Oh, we were just having a little argument. What were those sounds? Mm-hmm. We invented a new sport and we were playing it.
1: <laughs> I'd like mm-hmm. to learn that
3: sport. Trust me, you will <laughs> soon enough. Uh, we were trying to make each other laugh. We were trying to get out of bed. We yeah. weren't doing anything. We were just moving around in bed. We were tickling each there other. There you go. That's a good one. Yeah, uh, Careful with that one.
1: <laughs> That's true. Depending upon how much they saw.
3: Right. Yeah. We were play fighting. And number one, we were cuddling. We were cuddling. So uh, what did you tell your kids you were doing when they caught you in the act? I've never
4: had that yeah, experience. I don't think
3: anyone either. in the room, to my knowledge, has had. <laughs> well, you, you know, might have caught your parents.
4: See, what did your just parents watch watches? I need some ideas. He I'm, just
2: looks. <laughs> Does
4: he sit? He just and stares. <laughs>
2: Leaping weird.
4: It is. That's funny. My mom t- always tells this story about, I guess, one time. I don't remember this because I was so little that I walked into the room with her and my dad were, you know, and i was like what are you doing i don't like it when you do that to my mom <laughs> oh. <laughs> i don't like it when you do that or something uh-huh. along those lines of being just like what are you doing
1: uh-huh. stop it now that's my mom and they did not what did they do you know what they said to you or no i don't
4: my, i think that was just like the little story uh-huh. i'm sure my mom will now tell me when i get home yeah
1: but.
3: Hmm. <laughs> I don't I, think I ever walked in on him. I don't think I'm trying to remember. And, and if I did, I probably didn't even realize what was going on.
1: So yeah. I'm happy
3: to say I'm, I was not traumatized to
1: my knowledge. He mm-hmm. probably walked in, got the pencil you were looking for, went back out in the hallway and started talking into it. Yep. Started,
4: <laughs> Jeff was like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go get my cat food so I can have a snack during the show.
1: I know, and then
3: go eat cat, cat food. It's so true. <laughs> my favorite is when people like at a lunch on jeff will be like so did you really eat cat food when you
1: were that age
3: mm-hmm. not not like regularly just you know
1: once in a while
3: occasionally
1: when they come out with something new don't knock it till you try. trying thanks for listening to the q102 jeff and jen morning show podcast brought to you by cbg airport start your trip at cbGairport.com.